Well, I'm so excited that we have this time uh, together on Healing Classes, and too, we have a wonderful testimony to share with you that happened. Um, we met uh, Richard and Tina Williams about seven years ago, right? Mm -hmm. And so they came to Healing Classes, and I love all the stories that we're able to share with you on the scriptures. Oh, how wonderful. I'm talking like it's, so should I start over there again? Go. There we go. <laughs> but I love that all that we share with you in the scriptures are stories that God's showing us as examples of what he can do. That his healing, his mercies, whether it's something small, it's something in your heart emotionally, or something that's a pretty big diagnosis, God can heal everything and all, and he'll heal you. And so the stories we read in the scriptures, the Lord's like, this can happen to you. And then it becomes your story. And so I'm so excited to introduce to you Richard and Tina right here, his wife, Williams. And we're going to hear a little bit of his story, how he walked through healing. He came to healing classes for quite some time. And so let's start off with prayer. And then we're going to leave some time for you to ask questions too at the end. Father, I thank you so much for your word and that you heal and you're so kind and you heal all diseases. We ask you tonight to just direct our conversation so that each one here gets answers to their questions, Lord. I ask you too, Father, that they will be encouraged that they can have a victory, they can have peace in their heart, they can see complete complete restoration and your healing mercies and just know who you are in the midst of it all. You're great and you're good and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so I'm going to start off and just kind of um, share with you, have Richard share with you at first what his profession was, where he came from, and he and Tina's story a little bit here so you get to know him a little bit. Okay, well, I'm very humbled to be here, uh, and I'm a work in progress just like everybody else is here. So, uh, yeah, we'll start with the two of us. I, I've told Derek that he has to be security so, so she can't rush the stage. Uh, <laughs> but we'll be married 49 years in March. Uh, thank you. Well, we grew up in the same small town of 5,000 people, dating in high school, that same story. Uh, but, you know, one little different caveat, I gave her an ID bracelet in the sixth grade. <laughs> and she still had to see the O's. I get all those O's uh, all the time. That's so, um, so uh, yeah, we got, you know, married and I hired on with Baker Hughes, you know, which was an old field service company. We were in Southern Illinois and we got transferred to the Rocky Mountains. Um, 20 years goes by and we moved around seven times. So, so we were in a number of schools, churches, kids. Um, during that time in 1982 in Michigan is when I got saved. She was a, a Baptist tent revival girl <laughs> at an early age. Uh, and I always uh, have told people that for the first seven years of our marriage, uh, she was raising a number of kids, and I was one of them. So she, uh, she kept our marriage together when she didn't have to. And uh, so for that, I'll be forever grateful. 
we moved to, to Houston in 1993. So we came out of Denver. Uh, we had uh, gone in church. We got, uh, you know, kids were in church. Uh, after I got saved, I, I, I mean, my life changed. It was a true salvation experience. Uh, and, and, and so we were in hook, line, and sinker. Came to Houston, uh, and my career just exploded. And it was, uh, it was a blessing from a career standpoint. I was, I was traveling everywhere, and I started drifting a little bit. She was always the rock. Tina was the good girl. I never got to carry that title early on. Uh, so, so we come to Houston, and uh, again, I, I start to drift a little bit. You know, get in church in Tomball. Kids are in church. We're in church, um, and and I, I just started moving away from the Lord. Uh, which you can look back and go, well, that that didn't turn out exactly like I wanted, but. So we fast forward a number of years, and you know, and I retired in 19, uh, seven, 19, 2017. 42 years with Baker Hughes. Wow. Uh, again, a great career, and so um, yeah, that's that's kind of where we came from, and kind of where we ended up here. Uh, again, throughout this whole thing, she was the consistent piece of the marriage. She was always in her Bible studies. I called her the precepts girl. Um, and so she, she held us together for, for a number of years uh, when I kind of drifted off a little bit. So you were saying then by 2016, everything had been going pretty good. Mm-hmm. You were just kind of, um, it sounds like you were just kind of Drifting, but kind of in church, mm-hmm. maybe not feeling as close to the Lord at that time. Correct. And was it January? You were on vacation, and I guess you got a call that surprised you, and you said you weren't quite ready for. What happened at that time? Yeah, so so I retired in 17. January of 2016, I was actually supposed to retire. It didn't happen. We were going through a merger. Um, so we were going on vacation, and I sat on the couch, and I scratched the back of my head, and it felt a little scaly. And I said, what is that? And she said, well, you better get it looked at. So I went to the dermatologist. He said, don't worry. It'll be fine. Call me when you get back. Well, he forgot. And so he calls me, and he said, uh, you've got melanoma, and I've got you an appointment at MD Anderson. Uh, so our world kind of just stopped. Um, and so we, we just didn't really know, know what to do. Um, of course, we weren't prepared for it. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't prepared for that. Uh, you know, I wasn't prepared for that call. And so I immediately went into my business mode of as soon as we got home, I got a file cabinet, started getting papers out, started calling her in the office and saying, hey, this is where this is at. I, I took care of the finances. And so I was, uh, she calls it, you know, I was like a teacher. I kept calling her into the into the office, and and she finally says, "Okay, stop. This this has got to stop." Um, so yeah, it was a um, it was a wake up call on a number of fronts. Yeah. How, how how did 
How did Tina, you were able to share with me a little bit, how did Tina and your family react to this news? It was big news for you. You weren't expecting it at the time. Um, as far as your family, how did you handle? You were trying to get everything together. She was like, I don't want to go there at this time. Then what happened after that? How did you get there and where were you spiritually? What happened after that? Yeah, so the, so the diagnosis wasn't very good. It was uh, classified stage 3C. Uh, it was in my blood system. It, it was in my lymphatic system. Uh, she had said that you've uh, got three and a half to five years to live and any treatment that I give you has a low 20% chance of working. So that, that was the news. And uh, again, she, she was able to kind of step back and bring a sense of calm into it with the kids. She was the person that the kids called. Um, and, and so she, she brought peace to that. Um, I was just worried how I was going to tell them. I kept going through the scenario of how do I tell them? Uh, you know, how do I tell them that Papa probably isn't gonna be here? And uh, that's where she would help offset me you know, with that. Did you, did you at this time know anything about healing? Had you heard about healing or believed that God would heal you? Or was that something that you had to begin to come to learn and then you came here? Because I remember you, when you came to healing class, I think, you had, were you just diagnosed mm -hmm. at that time? Mm -hmm. And how did that occur? How did you even find where we were? Well, it's, it's been so good going back through this because you just see again how many times God stepped in when you didn't realize he you know, was. Uh, so yeah, I, I, uh, I, didn't, I didn't think God would heal me. I, I knew he, he did miracles and he, he would heal some people, but I, I because the enemy came in and just took over with me, and he, he kept telling me, well, look at your history. You're really not worthy to be saved. Uh, you've had a pretty good run. And, and so I was, I was fighting that, and I, I, uh, I, I believe God did miracles, but I wouldn't dare ask why this happened, because I didn't feel I had deserved to ask God why. Mm -hmm. um, we got diagnosed a couple weeks later. We uh, weren't attending church here. My whole family, we were at another church and we decided to stop by the ark. Um, I don't even know why we did, except God just drove the car here. And, and so, um, so we came and they had prayer down front and I almost ran down, uh, which isn't like me. Um, so, I met this couple and this couple goes, well, I, I shared with them and they said, well, you need to get to healing class. And we got a healing class here. When that class is over, you, you know, need to go to the Holy Spirit class. And then by the way, there's a, there's a good you know, Bible study for you too. It's called the heart of God. And he said, the, he said the teacher and the wife there have, uh, he had cancer and, and she you know, was a good caregiver and she would help Tina. Then there's a men's Friday morning, a prayer breakfast that you could attend that I know some guys there and they're really good guys. And 
if you have nothing to do on Wednesday at 7 o'clock, there's a men's Bible study. <laughs> uh, so we talk to them again after church. So, so we leave here and we're loaded up. Um, and we, we never left. And so, you know, God just, uh, he, he just kept opening door after door after door um, through, throughout all of that. And so, yeah, that. I, I love that. Just got involved in absolutely everything. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about just allowing the Lord to just fill you to the full because God's word is medicine and it's life to you. And so sometimes what I found that in healing, not only do we need it physically or we think it's one thing and yet God's like, I'm gonna do a whole new thing in you. There's many different ways I'm gonna bring healing and hope to you. And, and I love how how just there was this whole big restoration that happened to you. I remember meeting you first and I think he had had one of his surgeries when I had first met you and that was 2016 mm -hmm. right so after that did you expect as you're going to all the classes and learning did you expect to receive your healing right away what did that look like how did you begin to grow but first to could you help us understand what did your devotional time with the lord look like before this and what happened as you began to engage in the classes? What did your life with the Lord, your devotional life look like? Well, what it looked like Priya coming here is a couple of sentences, right? Not much. Um, so just to back up a little bit, be with the surgeries. Uh, you know, they just started when we started coming here. We had three. They, I, you know, one in the back had a couple of neck dissections. You know, they took out 60 lymph nodes. And, and the people in the church that we met for a very short time just, just surrounded us. I mean, God just put us in a community that was amazing. Uh, and so we, we started because I didn't have any, so I had two avenues, right? I had this medical road that I was on, and then I had this spiritual journey that I was on. And, and so we were just learning just going step by step by step, um, just what it meant to be healed. That and, and just the scriptures and I mean, I mean the cards and and just getting getting the word in That's us, good. however we could, whoever we could get it through. You know, we had to get some new friends. There's some friends that told us. I told them I was going through some radiation, and he said, "Well, that's too bad." He said, "I had somebody do that and burn them up." So we got rid of them yeah. um, because we had to speak a different word into us, right? And uh, so, yeah, we just started growing and growing and, and, you know, small things, but yet big things, uh, as Janet would teach us about words, what to say about her words. And I remember one time I said, my cancer and she grew like two feet tall. Like grabbed me by the, I thought she was gonna headbutt me. Uh, and she said, don't you ever claim that. And so for, for three and a half to four years, there was no good news. It went to the liver, to the lungs, to the bone. Uh, it was just bad story after bad story. But God was moving us on the other side uh, you know, up the stairs. You know, we're just learning, learning, you know, learning. But for the longest time, I wanted Joy or Derek 
or, or Janet to heal me. I, I just, or you if I could find you, right? I just want somebody, I just want somebody to heal me. I, I just, my faith wasn't where it had to be for me to receive my healing. Um, and so we just, just had to keep staying in the Word and just believing that it could happen to me. I love that no matter what stage we're at, no matter what progresses with any diagnosis, that God can still bring about healing. And what the medical world can't do, and sometimes He can help you and aid you and you feel led of the Lord and it's wonderful. But when it, it runs out of things, God still has something that He can do for us. And the enriching that came in your life with the Lord, how you came close to the Lord. And I like the way he says a whole community came around him, but he was in every class I think that we have. <laughs> they, they went everywhere. But that's what you have to do. You mm -hmm. want to surround yourself with faith. You want to surround yourself with everything that God would say at a time. And, and those are times to just where you're making adjustments. Sometimes sometimes there's times where God will do things and it can be real immediate. We see that in the scriptures. And there's other times that you walk something out and there's an amending. And I, I there's one man that wrote a book, Christ the Healer, F.F. Bosworth, I believe is his name. And he said, sometimes when you have a recovery and a restoration, a divine holiness can happen in you because you have to stay very close to the Lord. It's not Im immediate, but you stay close to Him and you talk to Him all the time where your engagement and communication with the Lord is constant. What do you want me to do, Lord? What would you say to me at this time? And then you see Him move in victory. And just like a diagnosis can get worse and worse, so can it turn better and better where symptoms leave you and you're like, Lord, you're working in me when no one else can. And I love that. Mm -hmm. No, as it progressed and it seemed like it was getting worse, mm -hmm. but then God turned that all around. Mm -hmm. How could you help us understand how you dealt with time and how Tina had to deal with your family? the time of healing and recovery that it took. How did you stay encouraged? You know, when, when we uh, talk about the community and people around us and, and because it, it would, they would just, whichever place we went, you know, they just speak life into me, right? They would just, you know, they just wouldn't let me go anywhere. And, but I had somebody ask me one time, they said, you know, how are you doing? I said, fine. And they said, well, how's Tina doing? And it just broke me. Because I didn't know. I thought she was doing okay. But I, I really didn't know how she was feeling. Uh, so it's, it can be, because I was the star attraction, right? I, I mean, I'm the one that, that, you know, they'd ask her about or they'd ask somebody about. Uh, but there's pain and suffering there as well. Yeah. And so, uh, but you know, we you know, we went and we, uh, as we got, you know, again, it was very clear to me when I received my healing, the news didn't get any better for a while, but we knew we were healed. Uh, and in, in time, it started turning. Uh, we just we just kept staying the word because the enemy's really, 
jumping on them, you know, like you're really not healed. You know, you wait till the next time because we went every three months. Complete set of scans, all, you know, all the scans you could have. And we'll never forget, you know, we'd go to MD Anderson and we would, after a while, we started looking for people that we could tell it was their first time because they had that look of total despair. And we'd try to set close so when I went in to get the scans, she could be near them. Because things happened. I remember one time I was getting an EKG because I was, I was on a treatment that messed with your heart. And this lady was walking up and down the hall and I said, I'm gonna get up, she wants to sit right here. And I got up and walked down the hall and she sat right there. Hmm. Um, so, so God was using it. Um, I mean, we'd, you know, we'd drive down there and a song would come on. Hmm. And a song by, by Matt Meyer that you know, we claim that as our song. I mean, so it, it just, we just started to get strengthened. Um, but, but, you know, but the enemy was still, you know, was still there. Uh, I don't know if I answered all your question. No, that. that's, that, that's so good. That's so good. I appreciate that. You, you were mentioning the children, right? How the, do you want to talk about how your children, how did you talk to your children and what that looked like? Yeah. Uh, I mean, they were scared. Uh, our, our daughter, was about to have her second child. And I remember her, you know, later her saying, she, she just wanted me to see it. Um, but as time went on, they, they got strengthened and, and they got to see, they got to, to get in the, in the word as well, because, you know, it's, it's just what we were talking about. It was, it was our conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think as a family unit, I mean, they, they probably, I mean, they probably know more about healing than a lot do because they got to see us go through it. And they were, and they were in the prayer chain and, and they were prayer warriors as well. Mm. Um, so I, I, I think they look back on it and uh, it isn't talked about a lot. Uh, grandkids don't, they know about it. They don't talk about it a lot. They just assume that Papa's healed. Hmm. You mentioned that to me uh, that you received your healing. There mm-hmm. was a time that you received your mm-hmm. healing. Could you help everyone understand what that looked like and how did you know you received the healing? What scripture happened or that you're like, okay, it's not Janet or Derek or anyone that's going to heal me and you received it. From, and it had something, and, and what you felt beforehand and the security it brought you after you sensed you received your healing. I like how you mentioned that. Uh, well, I, again, it was in, in here and I was right there. Uh, and I just knew, I, I, I wish I could say that, that, you know, God sent me a text and said you're healed, but. But you know what he didn't. But uh, you know, but I just know that I was healed that day or or that night, uh, and I and we just accepted that Tina had, uh, I believe, in her mind, I was healed before then. Mm-hmm. But as far as I know, that was my healing, and, and it just I just knew it. I I just knew that uh, every time we went, even though the news wasn't good, we just you know we went in knowing that I was healed. 
leaving knowing that I was healed and just just kept that kept that close uh, just would not let it go I mean I mean there's times when you know when you just you know the enemy just you know, roots at you and and would he's real good at bringing up my past uh, but you know we just stayed strong we just didn't yeah I, I mean, we just fought it because it, it's a it's a true spiritual warfare uh, I like how when we were talking before that you said that God created time but stepped into mm -hmm. it for you at that time, that he was there for you the whole time. Um, were there certain scriptures that meant something to you? So you just had that knowing that I've got this, I've received it. It's so good that Dina believed God with him. She's got it. Mm -hmm. I, another thing that you said, you said you just kept living. You didn't act like... They, that yeah. he wasn't going to live. They, they kept living. So that's a faith step too, where I believe God's working in my life. He's working in me, whether I see it all right now, but I'm going to keep on living. But I, I love that, that uh, how you talked about God stepped into time there. Any scriptures that just dropped in you? And again, what your prayers might have looked like or your devotional okay. time? Yeah, so a couple, we were in Israel uh, when I was in treatment. And you guys talk about that all the time. It, it's about the woman with issue of blood. And, and, and there was this picture. Yeah. And it was, it was, it like covered this whole wall. And, and it was with feet, sandals, the long robes that they had, the tassels. And you could tell that it was Jesus' feet. And there was this hand that, that came through there. And it had a finger. And it highlighted when she touched his robe. She didn't have to seem. She didn't have to touch his skin. Didn't even have to know that she was there. All she wanted was to touch him. And, you know, it was, it was just like, that's faith. I mean, that's, that's, uh, and then, uh, this, I, th I think it's Mark 9, I don't know, I, I, but it's, it's where the boy couldn't be, uh, the disciples couldn't, couldn't heal him. He had an evil spirit in him. And, uh, and so Jesus comes and, and he says, what's going on here? I'm paraphrasing this. Okay, this isn't scripture. Uh, and, and Jesus kind of got upset with him that the, the disciples, you know, couldn't heal him. Uh, so, so the dad, you know, brings him and, and then uh, he asked Jesus, he said, if you can, will you heal him? And Jesus said, if, if you believe, I can, right? And so he was healed, and he said, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. And, you know, and that's so real sometimes, because it, it just, it's, a, it's a struggle sometimes uh, when you can flop in that world. And so it, it, was, a, it was things like that. And then, of course, I, I've got my, by his stripes, I'm healed. Uh, but yeah, we, you know, we talk about God, how big, how big God is. Uh, 
and I, I told, you know, when you think about when he created the universe and then, you know, the one that's really been on my mind is this one that I heard that he created time and then he stepped into it. Mm-hmm. And so when you really think about God that big, that he would deal with something as small as me, uh, he's such a good, good God. That's so good. You know, you know, if you'll stay close to the Lord, if you'll surround yourself with where he is, you will find him. He'll talk to you. When they went to Israel, I don't think you had had a clear doctor's report at that time. And they brought me back a picture and Janet of the woman with the issue of blood who grabs a hold of Jesus' garment and receives her healing because she believes if I could just touch him, I'll be made whole. She was a woman who suffered many things. There, were, there was nothing else any doctor could do for her. She spent everything she had, but it still was not beyond the reach of God to do something for her. And if you go, well, how do you even touch the garment of the Lord now? The scriptures, this is the garment of the Lord. You begin to read those scriptures. You begin to get them in you. They have healing in them. Just like by his stripes, we are healed. Them having that word in them and staying in them so that when the doctor's report or a call comes in that you're not prepared for, you can hear the voice of the Lord talking to you. You can hear him going, I'm right here. I have something else for you. And you could see how, I mean, this was a serious situation. Mm -hmm. It kept progressing negative. So what happened when it all began to turn and you got a a clear report? What did that day look like? How did, what was that? I want to hear that part. Yeah, it took a while. You know, I I seemed to always have an asterisk. Every time I'd leave, there was an asterisk. Uh, it was maybe, maybe, maybe it's here, maybe it's not. And we just truthfully started uh, just not believing any of it. We just, we just didn't believe that, that it didn't matter because it, it, it was healed. And, and it, you know, we're so, we didn't deserve anything. And God was so good to extend my life. And, uh, he put us on a road, and we had the choice to follow that road. I mean, he, he opened, I believe, every door that he could for us. And uh, no doubt we'll, you, you, we miss some, but we caught most of them for us. And, and we're just a, a continued work in progress. I mean, I, we're, you were both uh, so challenging each other on just our study, how, on our devotional life, we, we spend a lot of time, uh, you know, together in that. She teaches a Bible study. I teach a Bible study. I actually get to, to you know, lead the Wednesday morning, you know, men's Bible study, that, you know, that I went to. The, oh. You know, Derek allows me to teach that. And, and we get to go down front and are prayer partners, you know, for people. So um, mm. God's, God's been so good because there's another Richard going to walk down there uh, maybe tonight. That's so good. I, I know that when I was recovering, there was a scripture that um, said, I'll live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. And that's why we have healing classes too. I was like, I'm going to declare the works of the Lord. I mm-hmm. love that. 
You're leading the class you went to. You're down there as a prayer partner, being what you needed and what God brought to you at that time too. That's so good. So when you got that call and or heard that report that you were clear, what did that day look like? Well, we we just knew. Uh, so it so it, it you know it wasn't. They have a hard time telling you you're clear. You know they're not real good at that. Uh, and probably today would would not say, I'm convinced. She's convinced it'll come back. Uh, but that's okay. I, I mean they run off of statistics. And, I see. and we have somebody bigger than yes. than, than statistics. Yes. So yeah. uh, no, we're just we're just blessed and thankful. I mean we're just. Yeah you know, very, very thankful. And, and we've got a lot of time left to, to do a lot of things for the Lord. Yeah. So uh, we're excited about that. So good. So good. So if you were to look back, what do you wish you knew when this first happened? If you would look at, I would have liked to have. Mm -hmm. So there's a famous saying out there, we're all a phone call away from being on our knees, right? And, uh, so I wasn't ready for that phone call. I had, I had, I, I just didn't know what, you know, to do now. Uh, you know, we've got the word, we've got the scripture, we've got the community, and we've got people that that are are ready to get on their knees with us. We're ready to get on our knees with them. You know, we're ready for that call. Uh, you know, I know that I know that we have authority over the enemy. Mm -hmm. I didn't know we had authority before. Uh, so I, I'm, uh, yeah, there's still going to be, you know, it could be hurt, pain, but but we're just, you know, we've suited up. I mean, we're ready to go uh, if the call ever comes again. But but I, and our, and our goal is whoever we know that, you know, that they're ready for that call because there's nothing to me like a community of believers that you've surrounded yourself with that are like-minded, believe in healing, uh, and believe that, that God is amazing. That's good. So good. I love that. I love that God's good. So if you had one last pearl of wisdom for everyone that um, was a main thing for you that would encourage everybody here, um, I love what God did for you, healing. He's given you years. God says we could pray for years and that they would be good years, years where you have a joy and a happiness and a peace on the inside of you. If you had one last little thing you would want to encourage everybody with that meant so much to you, what would that be? You know, I think just to, um, of course, the, the however you can hear the word, right? Just whatever you have to do, you know, be in it, believe it, uh, rest, rest in him. Let, let God be God. And just to stay, stay true to what you know, stay firm in what you believe, and just surround yourself again, you know, again with good people. I, I will, uh, I, I kind of want to leave you with something. I'm going to read. I, uh, I, uh, you know, sometimes when you get like that, you you feel you're tired. You're you're just your things maybe haven't been going the best. You're tired. You need some rest. Your mind's working. The enemy's all over you. 
And uh, I'm going to go to Psalm 91. And it, it's, a, it's a couple of scripture readings that I do that. Uh, I'm going to read run through 4 and 9 through 11 in case I don't get through them. Okay. Uh, so I, I've got this picture of, 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 and you can't equate God with the picture, but I'm going to, of this bald eagle that's massive. He's huge. He's, he's powerful. He's, he's a force like you've never seen. He's got eyes that, that are just piercing. And, and, I, and I think of that. And, and so then I read in verse 1, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. And this is, this is where I'm... He will cover you with His feathers. Mm -hmm. So I, I just think of resting right in Him. And just, just resting there. Uh, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. Yeah. And then go, go to verse 9. It says, if you say the Lord is my refuge and you make the most high your dwelling. So again, I, I'm thinking I'm, he's got me. I, I'm in his, he's got me. Uh, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. He's just so, so good. And he gives us everything we need to, to, to be healed. So good. God is so good, isn't he? I just, I love what he does. And, and guess what? He wants you to have a story too, a story of healing and what God did that you can testify that the victory that you get is somebody else's victory. Look, Richard now is able to share. What I remember of Richard and Tina is they were always here. They were so consistent. They stayed close to the Lord. They were very faithful in their walk with the Lord to hear and learners. And you know, he's, he comes from the corporate world and we were amazed at his humility as a learner to come and just sit under the scriptures and go, teach me, teach me. And I know that the Lord saw that. And there's a lot of grace and good things that come with humility, sure that you're like, Lord, you know, teach me, help me. And God did. He filled up every empty place. He filled up what nobody else could do because that's who he is. He's so good. And I, and I love that resting under the, the wings of the Lord, the feathers of the Lord, the shelter of the Most High. He will take care of us and our families. And he takes care of everything. The Lord's so good, isn't he? He helps us. And as you're reading the scriptures, there may come a story in the scriptures that you just, it's real tender to you. It means something to you. Like the woman with the issue of blood here that he talked about that grabbed a hold of Jesus' garment. Whatever story in the scriptures or whatever you're reading that means something to you, stop there. Read it slowly and ask God, Talk to me here, Lord. What would you say to me? And you will hear him talk to you. You will hear him walk you through a valley of a shadow of death to come out on the other side. 
to give you years. And what I was saying to Richard and Tina, I said, what's a beautiful thing is they have given their family an inheritance of healing. This is something, this is a gift of victory that goes down to the generations to come. Because Papa was healed, it goes all the way down. And what a wonderful thing to fight for. If you haven't felt like, you know, I wouldn't fight for myself, but what about people around you that love you? What about the next generation? Would you fight for them? I I really believe you would. And I believe you can, that you love enough and go, I'll do it for them, that my victory can be their victory. And what helped me, I can actually help somebody else. And the stories in the Bible becomes my story because God is so real and he's so loving and he's so kind. And you use any kind of situation just to go, I'm just gonna get closer to the Lord. I'm gonna come to know him more. I'm gonna see God move. Another opportunity for him to do a marvelous work in me. It's a wonderful thing that he does. I love that, so good. So I believe that the Lord too, as you go, unless anybody has another question, and thank you for being such good listeners here, that the Lord's gonna continue to speak to you through the night, things said today or whatever. And if you have any other questions, write them in, um, touch base with Derek, and we'll we'll definitely try to call you back and get your your, um, answers. God, God answers us. He has answers for everything. He knows everything. And next week, we're going to lay hands on the sick. So come believing as a point of contact. When we lay hands on you, the healing power of God is going into your body, and it's bringing about a healing and a cure. A cure means it ends, and it's a good ending. When the doctor says, you're cured, you don't have to go back anymore. When you're cured, it doesn't hurt anymore. Even though it was a difficult event, you're cured, it's, it's over. And God's like, I want you to have peace. I want you to have a cure. I want you to be free of this. And absolutely everything and anything you're going through, you can come free from. And so we're so happy that you're here. So happy you got to hear this testimony. Thank you for sharing everything and for Tina. What a great, isn't it wonderful? So now let me just pray for you and just blessing as you go. Father, I thank you for every heart and every home represented. I ask you that these will get strengthened, just like Richard and Tina got strengthened, that they'll surround themselves with faith. And as they read the scripture, something will be highlighted and they'll hear your voice in in the middle of whatever they're going through, Father. Your light, Father, your life, and you penetrate any kind of darkness any kind of depression, any kind of diagnosis. And I thank you that each of these families, Father, see freedom, have more peace, and have healing work mightily in their lives to a cure in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We love you guys. So glad you came.